0: Oh, hello there. It's the titular Matt Stewart letting you know that I'm going to be in Sydney, Australia, and then Brisbane, Australia, doing uh, short runs of my show, Dryer Dryer. Sydney from the 8th to the 12th of May, Brisbane from the 16th to the 19th of May. Hey, but also, you might not know this, I'm doing a live Who Knew It with Matt Stewart in Sydney on the 13th of May and in Brisbane on the 14th of May. Holy moly, am I looking forward to these shows uh, please get tickets for all of these now. If you use the discount code do go on. that might work. I'm not sure, but worth a try. Really hope to see you there. Um, Sydney especially, please come along. Brisbane also, though, you're buying tickets earlier, better. Sydney lift, please. All right, I'll see you soon now. On with the show. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Welcome to Who Knew It with Matt Stewart, the show where the guests write the wrong answers. I'm the titular, Matt Stewart. Now, guests this week are from Auntie Donna and Mission and Zach's Leguizamarama. It's Mish Wittrop and
1: Zachary Ruane. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Thank who, you. who Knew It. <laughs> Fuck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> when you said titular, I knew it was going to be Matt one of those things. Matt Knew It with Who Stewart. Oh, no. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> Yes, it is confusing. When you came up with that title, be honest, when you were like, fuck, I want to start this podcast and it's going to be about this, and when you thought of Who Knew It With Matt Stewart, you're just like, Oh cu- fucking gold, son. That's good. <laughs> Honestly, the name came you know, before. Mate, the I show. was just gonna say that. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was gonna I was gonna put money on that. I was yeah. like, this name is too good. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. It feels like a back engineered name. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's ha- like
2: I um I realized early on, like in my like late teens, early twenties, that Mish is a really great Thing to replace miss with so misunderstood. So I've got a series of titles misunderstood, misunderstanding, mishap. Oh my uh, god, like there's so many of them. And every time I think of one, I feel like a fucking queen. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just like fucking riding waves of money right to the bank with Mish. that. The
1: Mish's dream is to start um calling our comedy shows Mish puns,
2: yeah. But Will Anderson did it before me, yeah. And I can't just copy Will Anderson, oh, I think you can. Okay. Is Other people
1: have done Imagine, it. And then, you and call it an homage. You give that permission and then, and then you open the comedy festival <laughs> guide next year. And it's Mish Wittrup in <laughs> Will, will <laughs> Philosophy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Matt Stewart said I could. <laughs> I think that's okay. Oh, she misunderstood. <laughs> she misunderstood. <laughs>
0: So, the way the show works is I ask a relatively obscure trivia question. Our contestants have to write a convincing fake answer. I then read their answers as well as the real one, and they have to guess which one is correct. Mm-hmm. Are we ready to play? Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. So ready to really
2: play. nervous. I feel I'm going to be bad at this.
0: I don't think you can.
2: And bad is funny. Mm. That's the great thing. I just have a few self esteem issues, but we can talk about that <laughs> after the <laughs> podcast.
0: <laughs> I think, uh, look, I. I think you're going to be fantastic. Oh, this. thank you, Matt. The first question comes from listener Chiharu Nishimoto from Kawasaki in Japan. What is the definition of the 19th century term queer plunger? What is the definition of the 19th century term queer plunger? And while they're writing their answers, I'll explain how the scoring works. So you get one point if your fake answer is guessed by the other contestant, and another point if you correctly guess the answer. And by the way, I'm also playing as the house. I've put in two of my own fake answers with the help of the question writers, Now I get a point for each one of these that our guests choose. So each of us can score up to two points per round, which seems fair, but the probability actually favours me, the house. And the house always wins, though, if you've listened to previous episodes, you'll know that is nearly never the case. Anyway, our questions come from our great Patreon supporters, and if you want to submit a question, sign up on any level via patreon.com slash to go on pod, which is linked in the show notes.
1: This is, I'm nervous and
2: excited. Same. Are you being funny or are you really I'm funny? not talking about this with you. We are to discuss. Maybe I'm not being funny as because I'm hilarious in real life. Yeah. Maybe if I'm being really boring, it's to throw you off my scent, oh, my wow. hilarious scent. All
0: okay. right. The answers are in. So here's question number one. What is the definition of the 19th century term queer plunger? The person who was in charge of maintenance of the Queen's Well. Back then, the King and Queen were called the Queen and Queer. (laughs) A long metal object used to extract earwax from human ears. A Victorian-era kitchen utensil used to prepare rat and pigeon pie. The employee of a shipping yard who was in charge of water levels. Or someone who pretends to rescue a drowning person.
1: I've got so profoundly no
2: idea. (laughs) The same. I... Okay, I instantly go to Zach did the queen and queer thing. That's just my instant. Like that's Zach did that. Oh, I love this game within a game. I just I yeah. That's that's what I I instantly go to that. I don't think the pigeon and rat pie one is real. It's too specific. You would have yeah. a very specific utensil to make a specific kind of pie. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, come on. Yeah.
1: Although come on multi-use on tools Let's really only <laughs> came around in the fifties. You know, so their I, kitchens back
0: then were cluttered with all these, you know, like yeah. the the popcorn popper and the the smoothie maker. Mm. Hang on, <laughs> that's today. <laughs>
2: What was the last one again?
0: Uh, the last one was someone who pretends to rescue a drowning person. No, uh, that's not it. You also had the employee of a shipping yard who was in charge of the water levels and a uh, long metal object used to extract earwax from human ears.
1: ear um, plunger. I'm going to, I think I'm going to regret this. Okay because I don't think it's right. (laughs) Okay. But it's in its not rightness that makes me think it is. You know how sometimes something that feels a little fake, Mm. but I I think this might be Mish's as well. But I'm going to go with the last one.
0: The uh, someone who pretends to rescue a drowning person.
2: Yeah. I'm going to go with the water levels one.
0: Water levels for Mish. All right. Well, let's go through who wrote the answers. So the long metal object used to extract earwax, that was Mish.
1: Oh. (laughs) This is going to ruin our friendship. No, I love this. This is really fun. Yeah, it is fun. I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> I'm having a really good time. Same.
2: I think this is such a good idea and I wish we were co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do this every week for the no. rest of my goddamn life. Who knew it with Zach and Mish as
0: a Victorian era, era kitchen utensil, a uh, rat and pigeon pie. That was the house. You're right. It was too specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The person who was in charge of maintenance of the Queen's Well. uh, That was the house. Then what do we have? We had
2: two left. I got yours. Did I pick Zach's?
0: The employee of a shipping yard who was in charge of water levels, which Mish picked. That was Zach.
2: Oh, my God. (laughs) Well done Zach And
0: Zach was correct It's someone who pretends to rescue a drowning person So maximum two points
1: I used etymology Because they're a queer plunger (laughs) They're plunging into the water And they're, they're a queer fellow plunging into the water I was like that. That is what you would call them back in those days. Oh, get bent! <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a this is a good first guy. Always, I, is, no, I'm
2: going to be really bad at this. this is my
1: This is how my luck works in everything competitive. I, I, and I swear to God, this is how it happens every time. I always luck out in the first one or two goes. It's, oh, either I do terribly the whole time, or I luck out in the first one go at it. Mm. Then I then I fail again and again and again. <laughs> So now there's this weird thing like, Zach's going to be good at <laughs> this <laughs> game. <I> fe- <laughs> and now <laughs> I'm going to fail. Right?
2: I feel like a lot of competitive people love these kind of games because they love what it brings out of them. I am the opposite. I hate these games because of what it brings out of me because I don't <laughs> like to believe I'm competitive. Oh, yeah. But I am genuinely, this, and we're one question in, <laughs> genuinely al- like – just a little bit mad at Zach. Yeah, <laughs> this is good. Like, <laughs> I love this. Because he's two points in front of me, not one point, but two points, and I'm on zero. And there's a chance I might not score once. What I oh, love that has happened in the past. It's going to happen. I'm, I'm going to be bad at this. But you
0: should also know there's there's plenty of points still on the table. Fuck yeah! And the final round is worth triple points. Wow. wow. Yeah. So
1: truly it's still anyone's game early on. Yeah, I also really love, I love a competitive game. That's funny because I think that I'm very competitive as well, Mm -hmm. but I'm competitive to the level that if I am losing, I'll then switch to funny. Yes. And be like, I never wanted to win. I was the funniest at this game. A
0: show like this, to the listeners, they're not really caring who's winning. No. To them, the, the the winner is the one with the laughs. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yes. the one who's
1: having fun, the one who's I hate being to break fun it to your audience. You have tapped into Mission Zach's worst qualities. <laughs> <laughs> so Zach, I better start losing so I can start being funny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, we're up to question number two. This one comes from Sarah from Dublin. Oh,
1: in good Ireland. on you, Sarah. Who
2: I love that? Dublin. I've been there. It's lovely. Have you both been there? No, yeah, I'm, i not for nev-
1: ages. But oh, I know I was there recently. I've never been to <laughs> Ireland. I really, really, I will be going to Ireland at the end of this year. I've oh, been that's wanting fun. to go to Ireland for years. Um, uh, I've got
2: family there. Oh, cool, beautiful man. Yeah, but is Romain
1: an Irish name? It is. Yeah, yeah, there you yeah. Do. Yeah, I um. My parents went to Ireland once uh, years ago and they came back with a a statue of the Mother Mary and I was to build a little grotto for it, like a little stone house for Mary Mm. because that's what my family members gave to my parents and I never got around to it and I think I'm going to (laughs) hell.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) Damn. That's one of the worst things you can do, (laughs) not build the grotto. (laughs) Building a grotto for Mary's got to be up the top. Well,
1: I think <laughs> late, late 90s, slip. late 90s Island, that was pretty high up. I think they're less on the Catholic Church mm. now. But back then, God, not building that grotto really. <laughs> <laughs> Put a wedge
2: in the family.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Sarah's question is, what strange activity did Irish politician Gerry Adams reveal to be his favourite pastime in a 2015 interview?
2: Can you repeat that for me, please?
0: What strange activity did Irish politician Gerry Adams reveal to be his favourite pastime in a 2015 interview? Are you familiar with Gerry Adams? He's always denied being a part of the IRA, but people think he's in the IRA. Bearded guy.
1: And the question was what did he reveal was a strange what
0: yes yeah, strange activity that is his favorite pastime. Wow. While you're writing your answers, here's some more information on queer plunger. <laughs> <laughs> According to the 1811 Dictionary of the Vulgar Tongue, queer plungers are cheats who throw themselves into the water in order that they may be taken up by their accomplices who carry them to one of the houses appointed by the Humane Society for the recovery of drowned persons, where they are rewarded by the society with a guinea each. I should say Chiaru, who wrote the question, also uh, gave an example of a queer plunger who was a dog. From Paris in 1908, apparently, there was a dog that rescued a drowning child from the Seine, Seine River? The Seine. Seine, thank you, and was rewarded with a succulent beefsteak. Two days later, he saved another child from the river and once again was given a beefsteak. Suddenly, the drowning accidents became so frequent, the neighbourhood set up a watch. The dog was found to be pushing children into the river to promptly jump in to the rescue.
2: That is so... Funny. Oh, no. Now that's a move. That's a movie. <laughs> that's a movie. Isn't that incredible? It's a movie on Tubi, to be fair. But it's it a Tubi a, movie. It's a Tubi movie, but it is a movie. I love a Tubi movie. Love a Tubi movie. All right, so the answers are in for question
0: number two. What strange activity did Irish politician Gerry Adams reveal to be his favourite pastime? Making chocolate from scratch? He only has a beard to hide a Queen Elizabeth-shaped birthmark on his chin? that his favourite pastime is trampolining naked with his dog, a drying, preserving and ultimately baking with the fruit grown on his ex-wife's property, or when he was a kid, he thought that IRA stood for Ivan Reitman Addict.
2: <laughs> These aren't, those aren't, that's not a pastime. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a lot of those aren't pastimes. That's,
2: that's not a pastime. That is a <laughs> what the fuck was that? Okay, that's not it. And if it is, that question is fucked. <laughs> There's
1: layers. Yeah. This. There's layers to this. So
0: I may have changed the wording of the question um, between me coming up with fake answers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, because there was also one about a birthmark on his beard, which
1: is also not a pastime.
0: I originally—that's what I originally had. The it was written as what did it? What did he reveal about himself in this interview? Looks strange thing to yeah. yeah. revealed. And that I, money. and I obviously reworded it. But did not change my fake answers. I wonder if you can spot them. <laughs> can you that's read great. Can them you again? please read them again? Thank you. Uh, making chocolate from scratch. He only has a beard to hide a Queen Elizabeth <laughs> showed proof on his skin, on his chin. And I think growing
2: th- a beard could be a pastime. That's a pastime.
0: Time. Yeah, growing yeah. a beard is a yeah,
2: pastime. Yeah, Matt, I don't reckon you wrote that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that his favorite pastime is trampolining naked with his dog, drying, preserving, and ultimately baking. With the fruit grown on his ex wife's property, or well, when he was a kid, he thought the IRA stood for Ivan Reitman addicts. <laughs> that's a, that, that, yeah, he was an Ivan Reitman <sighs> addict, was his pastime. Okay. Oh, that's tough. You,
2: you described the it the as a. The three that are there are tough. Mm. Yeah. You described it as a strange, like a strange pastime, and making chocolate from scratch isn't strange
0: to me. Well, strange for a, a freedom fighter, maybe.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the context yeah because i thought the same thing when i heard it but that is the context yeah (laughs) freedom fighter making his chocolate
2: (laughs) i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with chocolate fuck it fuck
0: it if it was you know walt whitman is he the guy no who was what was the chocolate
1: guy Walt Whitman's a poet. Um, the poet.
2: <laughs> Whitman's is the boxer of chocolates. Well, yes. <laughs> they're, not,
1: they're not the well, same if, if Whitman revealed that he was a freedom
2: fighter.
1: <laughs> um, uh, so
2: you've fully turned
1: around, aren't you? Going-
2: I'm going chocky. I'll oh. go chocky. Uh,
1: and then so it's out of... Uh, look, I think that jumping up and down naked with a dog is very strange. It feels right, but I'm going to just actually go with um, the preserving... Yeah,
0: ex wife's property.
1: Yeah, Sorry. the preserving the ex wife's property. There's so much specificity there that could be great writing. That could be like an overthought, like written thing. It could be Mish's thing right there. But there's just some like left turns there mm. that just feel like there's life. There's a life lived. In here. <laughs> Was a life that's, lived. A lived that's a lived experience, man. lived uh, fucked thing. So if that's not the one, then kudos
0: to you, Mish. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go through who wrote the answers. Some of these are going to surprise you. Mm. Uh, he only has a beard to hide a birthmark on his chin. That was written by the house. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, when he was a kid, he thought IRA stood for Ivan Reitman. Addicts, that was also the house. Turn wow. Down. Yeah. 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 It's weird that the guy hosted doesn't understand the game, but... Mm. Um, that means that of the final three answers, you've both picked them. <laughs> this this could be anything. Wow. Making chocolate from scratch. Ooh. Mish picked that. That was Zach. Thank you so <laughs> much. Man.
2: Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Thank I, you. Yeah. Did you like
0: the bit where I was like, oh, uh, yeah, yes. I thought the same thing. But well, when you said that, I, I was, went back to your message to double check that I.
1: <laughs> I was like, Zach is you, playing dirty. <laughs>
0: But on the other hand, drawing, preserving, and ultimately baking with the fruit grown on his ex-wife's property, which which Zach picked. That was Mish.
1: I thought it might be... (laughs) You know, I, that's why I was like, I'm going to pick it because if it's wrong, then the depth of exp- the, the um, that's a wonderful piece of writing. Yes. <laughs> and
0: I think sometimes, and people in previous episodes will often do that, they'll be like, it's either right or I want to reward the writing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and either I, of those feel good.
2: Um, this is how I, so it's obviously he was jumping on a trampoline. That's the correct yes, answer. Yes, that's right. This was my process of elimination. That's fucking odd, right? That's mm. an odd pastime. Mm. I could believe it. But I was like, I don't think Zach wrote that one because it's not it's not it's odd but it's not funny really and I'm like nah I reckon but then I'm like there's no way he wrote the chocolate one and that can't be considered odd but then when you backed it up I was like okay that's my yeah
0: sorry and I
2: knew it wasn't the preserving fruit one because that little gem came from Mishwitrop but yeah anyway I'm on the board I don't care anymore (laughs) as a general rule I will
0: try and uh, defend any answers whether they're wrong or right mm-hmm. I'll, I'll try and
1: make I'll, I'll defend it whoever's it is and at I the moment will it say- kind of feels
2: like your team's that's I, was like. <laughs> I <laughs> will
1: say that was kind of my thinking what you said was I was like what's something that would be like oh that's odd for such a serious man to do yeah. I was like I don't want to go that crazy but the true answer was truly crazy mm-hmm. yeah it's very
0: straight up did he cr- just
2: announce that one day
0: yeah in an interview in 2015 I'm going to read a part of the Article that discusses it, and it's wow. and it sounds weird. I think it's out of context, and maybe it was joking. But it's it's even weirder than mm. that broken down. I think, <laughs> but anyway, I'll I'll tell the listeners about that while you're writing. Oh, great, your answer oh, yeah, for question course. number three, which comes from Harry Green from cows on the Isle of Wight.
1: Oh, not oh, beautiful, not, not Victoria's cows. Yeah, mm. I used to go on holidays to an kind island, of Phillip Island, Phillip Island, the t- a town in Phillip Island. Mm-hmm. Um, the Isle track down the there. Aisle there is um, more sandy. And, and you get good fish and chippies. Mm. <laughs> you do. You get great fish and chippies. Mm. Mm. Great memory. Love cows. But I'm sure the Isle of White Cows is good. Yeah. Mm. It's probably cold and wet. Mm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so Harry's question is, are either of you uh, wrestling fans? Uh, I've wrestled. Yes. Mm. And I, I I have been to, I go to Melbourne City Wrestling sometimes, which is a local wrestling. Oh, that's right. I was never a huge fan of wrestling growing up, but since I got into it at that level, I think it, they're like 400-seater venues. It's a lot more intimate. You can really feel the like and see the impact. I don't love it on television, but I like... Um, like, like more independent wrestling, Did, yeah. but so not the, not crazy. The, the Mel, thats like a local Melbourne, yeah, yeah, yeah company. Yeah.
0: And they, do they get four hundred people in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they
2: do once a month. Isn't that been as well? I yeah. went. You, you hosted one once. Oh, you and your comedy cool. group. And I got—I came along. and I got to sit VIP for an, something I couldn't have given two shits about, which was wrestling. And it was so much fun. It's so fun. It's so, it's it's like everything
1: you know it's theater it's acrobatics Mm. it's um big people smashing like they they really are doing damage to each other Mm. i would encourage anyone listening to go and see like local like a the local version of the like like i'm not super crazy about the big stuff but the local stuff i think there's a lot of merit to
0: well just having that little bit of knowledge might help you with this question From Harry, Glenn Jacobs is most famous for his character Kane, who was the demonic brother of The Undertaker. But what bizarre character was he introduced as in his 1995 WWF TV debut?
1: Wow.
0: So you got to give me the character's name and a bit about their gimmick. Okay. So it's probably a couple of sentences. Okay. And while you're writing your answers, I'll let the audience know a bit more about Jerry Adams's trampolining. According to The Independent, discussing his hobbies in conversation with News Talk's Sean Moncrief, the Irish political leader was asked about his passion for trampolining. He replied, yeah, I do it naked. I don't do it with great expertise. Just the joy of it. The dog does it with me. It saves me taking him for a walk. We just go out and bounce for a while. The dog loves it. In fact, I caught the dog doing it on his own. Asked if the dog can do any tricks, Mr. Adams bizarrely answered, I don't want to discuss it publicly, but yes. Which is one of the weirdest things I've ever heard. That's so funny. What does that mean? That's so good. I don't want to discuss it publicly. <laughs> so he's asked if the dog can do tricks. He said, I don't want to discuss it publicly, mm. but yes. <laughs>
2: no, That's
0: odd. That is so odd. That
2: is odd. Is he an odd man?
0: I well I'm I i do not know a lot about him, but based on just this, mm. I'm gonna say, say yes, yes, he's it.
2: probably a bit odd. What an interesting man.
0: Yeah, I know him by name and I know he's a bearded man. And I know that um, older people when I have a, a beard will sometimes say, Oh, Jerry Adams over here or something. <laughs> 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 All right, the answers are in for question number three. Wrestler Glenn Jacobs, most famous for his character, Kane. But what bizarre character was he introduced as in his 1995 WWF TV debut? Here are your five options. Big Ben, the clockwork nightmare. He dressed up as a bell, and his gimmick was correcting his opponent when they said something about Big Ben being a clock tower. He'd say something like, Big Ben is actually the name of the bell, not the clock, but I'm going to clock you till your bell rings. (laughs)
1: The thing I love about wrestling is that any answer because yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> whatever right. we're about to hear,
1: anything could be <laughs> so true. Good. I've seen some wild wrestlers. <laughs> what are uh, some of the local ones? Oh, uh, there's like, uh, there's a I can't remember his name, but he's like a rat guy. He's a rat and he has yeah. a rat tail, and he's a rat from Adelaide. And his whole thing was that he's from Adelaide, <laughs> and people were meant to hate him, but uh, we loved him. There
2: was like an emo one as well, like a little emo guy that had like a full blown emo fringe. And, like, decked out. Like he'd just be all grumpy and real, like, <laughs> you know, so like, narky, and then just, like, threw big men out of the crown when they'd tease him about his hair.
1: This is amazing. It's, some, like, some real variety. I'm so there. keen yeah. to go. It does feel like it's... It's so much fun. It's yeah. incredible.
2: What was incredible for me was that I didn't think that Melbourne wrestling was a thing, but there's a whole community. And it's, like, we all know that, like, like, I mean, the, the damage really is done to these people. They are thrown about. But we all know it's a bit staged. But everyone just immerses themselves in it. It's like LARPing. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's just, we're in this and we're, gonna bl- and we're like on board. It's just a lot of fun.
0: That's so good. Mm. So, so Big Ben, The Clockwork Nightmare, that's option one. Then we've got The Plant Man, a militant vegetarian who has gone crazy from not getting enough protein. <laughs> 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 then we've got Siegfried Squelch, the human sponge. <laughs> he wrestles wearing a full-body sponge suit soaked in water. He was a heel and the people hated him for flaunting the water restrictions that were in place at the time. Oh. And you had Isaac Yankum, the evil dentist. He had comically bad teeth, and his entrance music was the sound of a dentist drill. Or the firefighter. He starts fires before each fight and then puts them out at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the firefighter versus Siegfried Squelch. That's so <laughs> that insane. would be a big match. Mm. Wow. So you got Big Ben, The Clockwork Nightmare, The Plant Man, Siegfried Squelch, Isaac Yankum, The Evil Dentist, or The Firefighter.
2: I want Big Ben to be real. I really want that to be real. That's so funny. The Clockwork Nightmare. (laughs) I love
1: that. I I feel like you always go first. I think it's only fair for me to go first. What was the second to last one? Second to last, Isaac Yankum, the evil dentist. I think I'm going
0: to go with that.
2: Fuck, that's what I was going to go with. You can.
0: You can definitely both go the same.
2: I th- yeah, I think I know which one Zach's is and I don't. I, didn- I was like, I don't think it's the dentist one. Oh, which one do you think Zach's? I don't want to say because I'm probably wrong. Well, Unless it's the no, dentist no a and guess. he's just doing this to throw me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I did generously jump in to do <laughs> one. I would still get a point out of it. It could be a good strategy to get my point, to jump in, offer to like take the <laughs> yes. fall but guess my own thing. God knows I thought about doing that move and maybe I've done it. But, Mish, what was your point about, but then I wouldn't have gone into so much detail if I did do it.
2: But But also maybe maybe I would have thought. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with the dentist because I genuinely thought and I think that yours was the uh, vegetarian one. And you were correct. The plant man
0: was Zach. Yep, yep, cool. Well done. Uh, Siegfried Squelch, the human sponge, that was the house. Mm. The firefighter, uh, the arch nemesis of Siegfried Squelch was Mish. I love the idea of a little fire. (laughs) That's what I thought. It's, it's so fun. <laughs> and then his big finale is He's putting it putting
2: out. It out.
0: <laughs> uh, then we had Big Ben, The Clockwork Nightmare. That was the house. Uh, in particular, Harry. Harry came up with the name. Like, I like I, that. I, I've worked ben. a bit of a backstory out for him. <laughs> it's a fun way to spend your
2: evenings. That was very good, though. Like, yeah, if you were like to be a wrestler, I think that should be your character. Uh, which means you're both correct. Isaac Yankum, The Evil Dentist, is it's the one. Character. That is very, very
0: good.
1: AKA I Yankum. Funny. I could that's just see so it. clever I could just see him coming out with a tool And like I just saw the visual mm. As soon as I heard that I saw mm. the visual of him coming out to do the wrestle mm. And that's all the character needs to be yes. Is just what's the impact when they walk out mm. And then once they like Then they usually it's just robe yeah. and then wrestle
2: <laughs> Did you guess mine? Were you like I reckon she's a firefighter?
1: No, I had no idea which one was yours. I just felt that Yankum was right. And then mm. uh um, It's fine. It was a massive flop though.
0: And you know, you love the idea and the mm. name. Vince McMahon came up with it. He's like the big oh, guy yeah, he's in the guy. WWE. He's big- oh
2: yeah, okay. Mm, okay.
0: Yeah, so Newfound respect for him. Yeah, big time. <laughs> Even though it was a massive flop of an idea, and it's seen as like borderline embarrassing for the wrestling community that it ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number four comes from Elliot from England, and the question is: Which from of England? Yeah, from Japan. Been a lot of yeah, a lot which of really English. is
1: the England of Asia. Mm. <laughs> 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 it is. Oh, we've had Ireland as well. Yeah, which really They is. will not, not England at all. I really, I really don't think they Ireland. will enjoy
0: you drawing that <laughs> comparison. Uh, but Elliot writes, which of these is the name of a town located in the Test Valley in England? So you've basically just got to come up with a fake English town name.
2: Oh. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, wow. While well, you're writing your answers, here's a little more info about the evil dentist. Uh, Jacob's... Didn't like the idea of playing a dentist, but it was his chance of making the big time as it was WWE chairman Vince McMahon's idea. As Jacobs later recounted, I get into his office and Vince McMahon walks in and asks me if I've ever been afraid to go to the dentist. I said, no, I wasn't. (laughs) I thought Vince was just trying to get into my head. He said that he always had this idea for a character, a wrestling dentist named Isaac Yankum. He said that he thinks that I would be perfect for it. Here I am. Sitting across from the most powerful man in my industry, and I'm trying to keep a poker face. Meanwhile, I'm going, Dude, you flew me all the way from Knoxville, Tennessee, just to tell me that you were gonna make me a wrestling dentist? <laughs> the character was a flop, but really, that was on me. That wasn't a character that I could invest in, and I didn't. It was my fault. My teeth were painted, it tasted terrible. Going to Harry, Glenn Jacobs would go on to portray Kane for many years, including in the 2006 WWE-produced film See No Evil. Former WWE creative team member Dan Madigan later revealed that WWE chairman Vince McMahon, which I'm learning is an ideas man,
1: mm. more oh, than anything. No, oh, more, not more than anything. He's a get as much of a percentage of these people's <laughs>
0: lives. <laughs> this, how's this for his idea that he was adamant about, that there should be a scene in the film where Kane's penis was shown to be three feet long. It's unknown why Vince was so dead set on this scene, but they ended up cutting it before the final cut anyway. <laughs> that's
2: that Jesus great. Christ. Yeah. He's an odd guy. I yeah, think. that's yeah. a massive penis. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's just also that'd be oh, like- is it? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it is for me specifically.
1: <laughs> I just would know that, that like I thought that was normal. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right,
0: while you are still writing your answers, let's go for a quick break.
2: Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule, it's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.
0: Okay, so your answers are in. So here's question number four. Mm. Which of these is the name of a town located in the Test Valley in England? Wallopshire upon Thames, Jolly Good Shoten, (laughs) Fred Binton, Nether Wallop. Or upper ball bag.
1: They're two with wallop in their name. Oh my god, there are.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Can you read them again?
0: Uh, Wallopshire upon Thames, jolly good Shotton, Brad Benton, nether wallop or upper ball bag.
2: Oh, this could be yours. Uh, nether, nether wallop.
0: Nether wallop for Mish.
2: I think that might be yours though. Nah. I'm going with nether wallop, I'll just lock it in. I've got my point. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I really like my point.
0: Yeah. It's really hard. I'm normally I've scored by now and I'm on naught. Oh,
2: did I get a point last round?
0: Yeah, you got oh, it yeah, right. Yeah. right.
2: Oh, I'm on two points.
0: Yes, quick score update. The house on zero points, Mish on two points, but down front, Zach on four
1: points. Still truly anyone's game. <sighs> oh, I think I'm gonna fall behind on this one. I, I really have no idea. Um all all the, the all of them sound very silly. Mm. Uh I'm so sorry, can I hear them one more time? Wallopshire upon Thames,
0: Jolly Good Shotton, Brad Binton, Nether Wallop, or Upper Ball Bag?
1: I think it's either Brad or Upper Ball Bag? I truly think it might be Upper Ball Bag because that's so silly. <laughs> that's that's so silly. Mm. Brad also silly.
0: You've got to get in the mind of Elliot from England as well. What would he send in? <laughs> oh, and the ma- way you know Elliot, I think you can get to the bottom of this.
1: Uh, I think I'm going to go... Um, upper Ball Bag's too funny, isn't it? Upper Ball Bag. Too funny to pick
0: or too funny not to pick?
1: Too funny to pick and to- <laughs> with or without you by you two. <laughs> too funny to pick and <laughs> to both. Both. I'm going to go with up a ball bag Great. against every fibre of my <laughs> being. All right. Locked it in. All
0: right. Let's go through who wrote the answers. Wallop sheer upon Thames. That was Zach.
1: You were right on the wall. I knew you were a wallop boy. I knew I ad- he was a wallop boy. Is it because boy? I addressed wallop? Did no, that no, me?
2: no. When I heard the first one, I was like, that's Zach. Uh-huh. But then when they you did nether wallop, I'm like, that's Zach. But Zach's also a Thames boy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love it upon Thames. Yeah. I think it's so funny. Yeah, yeah, upon Thames is the most Zach thing I've ever heard in my life. Why would they say upon
1: Thames? I know it's upon <laughs> Thames. <laughs> yes. I can see the Thames. <laughs> uh,
0: Jolly good showton. That was the house. Hello. was Mish. Upper ball bag was Elliot, a.k.a. the house, Uh, meaning nether wallop was correct.
1: Congratulations. How
0: amazing that you also put in wallop for a question where the real answer was wallop.
1: Pretty crazy. Yeah, I feel like an- I should get a half point.
0: <laughs> Absolutely now. not.
2: I feel like I, I gave wanted you to the pick answer. Fred Binton so bad. I was really proud of my answer. Well, too proud. Mm. Like I- what a fucking loser. Like I <laughs> thought that I had a
1: ball bag, right? It's when you said you know Elliot, right? You were like mm. in your way. You know Elliot, and I. And and what's crazy because was that Elliot's offer? That was Elliot's offer. And I think in that moment, I I I, I reached out to Elliot <laughs> yeah. through psychic uh, psychic connection, and I asked. Elliot what's why did you choose this answer and the answer I got was because upper ball bag is funny Mm. and I thought what that meant was this question was chosen because the answer was so funny not I chose the question then I thought of a funny answer Mm. and that was on me yeah it was just a, a a miscommunication yeah yeah I think it's pretty good that I you know did connect on the astral plane. Yeah, that was, Alien. I mean,
0: in itself. That's in fantastic. itself.
1: And I also got half the answer right in my <laughs> yeah. fake answer. I'm going to take that as a win. To even come away I, with no points after all that success. Yeah, yeah. I, it's crazy, you know. Yeah. It's
2: really. It's a life win rather than a in this podcast win. I think there's just so many signs
1: and areas of growth potential mm-hmm. there yeah. for me that I, I'm so proud of. And what yeah. the main gift
0: you just gave was a point to the house. So I appreciate that. The no house worries. is now on the board. I did it for you. One point of the house. Mish is now on three points. Zach on four points. Tightening
1: up. It's tightening I'm right up. I'm happy with three. Mish is now happy and I'm now sad. And you're seeing that I am as petty as Mish is <laughs> and we were just- I was just lucky- that Petty Mish came out first.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if any listenership happens to have dropped off, which I'm sure they haven't, it's a great pod. But anyone who may of is just thinking that I'm the piece of I'm shit I'm just <laughs> like, thank God <laughs> I lucked out on that first one no, so I could play. I really, really mean it when I say all I wanted was to get on the board and I'm there and no, I, it's I, easy for you to say now that you might win. Yes. Like, hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. If you'd
1: said those things at zero, you know <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Are you are you like
0: me where you're winning that's sort of uncomfortable?
2: No, I like to win. Okay. But no, what I don't <laughs> what I don't like is to look like I'm a failure. Right. So yeah. by getting, like, honestly, I would have been happy with one point. And I mean that if you had blown us out of the water. But you didn't because I am catching you. you and did I not say, you know, I always yeah, you have an impressive
0: this. start and then it gets wobbly. I would say that no, you you can't look like a failure on this show for no points. Saren yeah. Jayaman has been on multiple times. And I think it was his third episode he got his first point. Oh, but okay. he's he always gets the most laughs and stuff. There's there's no
1: losers. Yeah. What if? That's what nice. If we don't I like to win because it. we're competitive. Yeah, and we don't do that well because yeah. that's what we're on the record.
2: But also, like Zach and I do so much together. Like we do a lot of podcasts together. We and jump
1: I, on trampolines <laughs> naked with dogs. Dog stuff.
2: We do all of it, right? Um, but. We're often on podcasts that include like some sort of like game about who knows who and what yeah. questions about you, whatever. And I feel like I often don't want to look like I don't know Zach as well as he knows me because then oh, I look like the shit friend. No. You know what I mean? So I always want to avoid that and I feel like I have. Yeah. And I'm happy with that.
0: Yeah. That yeah. You, you locking in on Wallop was fantastic. And Thames. Yeah. Holy shit. He's That's a Thames boy. A, I do love an upon Thames. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, having a pawn in, in a city name is... Fantastic.
1: I oh. just I love uh We could be Melbourne upon Yarra. Yeah. Yeah. What a funny thing to do. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> we worked it out at Melbourne.
0: <laughs> we yeah. worked it out. We stopped listening halfway through you saying where you're from.
1: I worked it out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're up to question number five. Oh, It's only seven questions, so this is the third last question here. Good. This comes from Rachel Johnson from Melbourne. Hey, Yarra. Melbourne. Melbourne hey. upon <laughs> Yeah, good. <laughs> and Rachel's question is, Pete Conrad was the commander of Apollo 12 and the third person to walk on the moon. What were his first words when stepping out of the lunar module and onto the moon? What were his famous first words? I was surprised I'd never heard. I'd never heard of Pete Conrad and I'd never heard of these words. Uh-huh. While you're writing your answers, here's some more information about Nether Wallop. It's a small village, but actually once hosted a huge arts festival. According to Alan Burles, in 1982, newspaper article written by Stephen Pyle, basically to the effect of the Edinburgh Festival has had its time. Why not do a festival in Nether Wallop? And it was a village name just plucked out of the ether purely for its quirkiness. The charity entrepreneur who saw the headline was Jane Chuson. She had just set up a venture called Charity Projects and immediately rang Pyle, introduced herself, and said, "Let's do it." The story also goes that the vicar of Nether Wallop saw the article and contacted Pyle to say, "Why not, indeed?" And he added that if the festival did happen, the church roof needed fixing. It did indeed end up happening and was in a farmer's field and hosted comedy talents, including Rowan Atkinson, Stephen Fry, Hugh Laurie, Billy Connolly and Rick Mayle. Fucking good lineup. All right. The answers are in for question number five. Pete Conrad was the third person to walk on the moon. What were his first words? On the moon. <laughs>
2: <Hey>. Mama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's <a> <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: that's good. <laughs> hey, I can see my house from here. I am a braver man than you. <laughs> Alan Scott, you were wrong when you said I would never make it to the moon. Today we continue to explore a new world, but this is a victory for our world. Or whoopee, man! That may have been a small one for Neil, but that's a long one for me. Oh, was he a funny
1: boy? Is this what <laughs> I want to know. Because <laughs> if he was a funny boy, hey, I'm thinking of doing something funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just love the idea of him in, um, in like uh, Houston. Like, hey Houston, I'm thinking of doing something <laughs> on the in the on the. Tr- hey Houston, I'm thinking of doing something funny. Some, doing some geek <laughs> over.
2: <laughs> Do we know what year it was?
1: Uh, I I can tell you I just read a little book about the moon.
2: Oh, oh, so you know the answer to I this. know
1: the answer You've been thinking about the It main. happened within It was like uh, I don't know if it was 70 or 69 But it was within Six or so months of, You
2: actually know The answer to this question
1: mm-hmm. I literally read this oh. This uh, Alright
2: Zach You go first <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, But no I, uh, yeah, I, was, I read a little book I was telling you On our podcast And you said It was nerdy Little did you know That we would soon be On a nerdy Fuck. podcast Where my nerdy shit Would <laughs> uh, But no I, I I uh, I read about all the, the I read about from fourteen onwards, or maybe it was fifteen. They had a m- moon rover that unfolded, and they had like a little car on the moon. Ah. Everyone talks about Apollo eleven, like because it was the first one. The cool one is the little car on. The I only moon. talk about Apollo thirteen because of the movie. Mm. There's the movie, yeah. but then they drove a little car around. That was on. Which one was that? 12? I think it was uh, 14, 15. No, maybe 15, 16, 17. They oh, drove It went a little that car. long. Yeah, it went till uh, it, there was going to be more. Right. Uh, but then it was really expensive. And after 13, they were like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> that was close. <laughs>
2: it's amazing that they didn't die on 13. Yeah. I'm going to go because I don't know the answer. I'm not a big fucking loser. To <laughs> Do we wanna hear you're them the real winner time? here. Sorry? Do we want to hear them one more time? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, what were you going to say? Uh, I don't know the answer.
0: Um, that w- means that's how you're meant to come into this game. Zach's the one doing it wrong by knowing. Just, so just so you know, Mitch. That's Mish- a rare thing I, I think that's know. worth a point.
1: I um, didn't know until a week ago. I'm going to go oh, with it's a time. win
2: for our world. Um I would just go like that. That one. Can you read them again? Actually, yeah, it's yep. what I just said. That's not on record. Go on. <laughs> hey, I can see my house from up here. I'm a braver man than you, Alan Scott. You were
0: wrong when you said I would never make it to the moon. Today, we continue to explore a new world, but this is a victory for our world. Or oh, whoopee, man! That may have been one small step for Neil, but that's a long one for me.
2: Can we swear on this podcast?
0: You have been. <laughs> oh, <I don't-
2: laughs> Um, there's two arrogant c- ones in there. Uh, yes. There's two, like, you said I couldn't, but I did, and also I'm a big brave boy. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'm still going to go with this a victory for our world. It just sounds like something from a Tom, H- Tom Hanks film. I recognise that <laughs> Apollo 13 Great. is not about this, but I'm saying I could imagine Tom Hanks saying that shit in a movie. Yeah, I mean, and I So I'm close. basing it off that, but I don't know because I'm not a big <laughs> fucking geek. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to... You're
0: gonna when you lock yours in. You're gonna reveal to everyone that uh,
1: I shouldn't have said I knew the answer. Yeah, in an ideal world, um, that's. But I thought it would add a sense of dramatic irony. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to you very yep. quietly. Okay, fantastic. Um, uh, because I want to say I want it to be a mystery. Because I'm Mish I'm well.
0: really hoping that you get it
1: wrong. <laughs> it was <laughs> Apollo twelve. After talking yeah, it up <laughs> Apollo twelve. Yes. All right, you were right. Okay. to so is- say to Mish. Is in this book every time they landed, they said what their first line was, and I think that your instinct about um, it it being like they wouldn't do a rude, arrogant one because, and this this is my belief, they never said it. They wouldn't have just come up with it on their own. Yeah, it would have right. been like worked on. I mean, this is a big media event. It's like they've spent $100 billion. That's on why it. I went have with to get the it.
2: one I said because it sounded like the most premeditated.
1: Yes. A committee's helped yeah. write it. So yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, totally. All right, let's go through. Who wrote the answers? Hey, I can see my house from here. That was Rachel. That's okay, the one. house. Uh, I'm a braver man than you. That was Mish. <laughs> Alan Scott, you were wrong. That was the house. That's actually a quote from uh, the Port Adelaide coach oh. after winning the, the Premiership. Mm. Um, <laughs> talking to Alan Scott was the club's major sponsor who wanted him cool. sacked. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. That's really funny. Um, today, we continue to explore a new world. Mish picked that one. That was Zach.
2: Fucking hell. Mish,
0: I would do the thing. <laughs> With you. And Zach picked the correct answer mm. Whoopee man That may have been a, a small one for Neil But that's a long one for me Because he
1: was shorter than Neil Armstrong
2: Oh very cool Okay
1: But here's the thing This is the reason why I did my fake answer Was because I was like The logic will be the committee thing mm-hmm. They're not; It's not going to be rude It's going to be a committee thing It's the second time mm-hmm. and And I knew that it was a funny answer So I was like I'll go with something really serious mm-hmm. But then I was like what I love about the funny answer, the, well, gee, whoopee. What is it? Whoopee. Yeah, whoopee. That was a small step. for. Is that it's still so written by committee? Yeah. yeah. It's like, we think it would be good to do something funny yeah. personable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. We've noticed that you're a little bit shorter than Neil Armstrong. Perhaps we could play off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's, also, it's hard to sell a pre-written whoopee as no, well. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a
0: very natural.
1: Yeah, that's true. And, like, the information that he's a lot shorter than Neil, like, mm. was that, like, a known Think thing? Yeah. I, the reason it jumped out to me, I couldn't tell you what the other ones were because they said each one, but I remember reading that one and being like, that's an interesting <laughs> choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you went with funny. <laughs> uh, uh, the story is, which I'll tell the listeners oh, in more detail in a sec, but it's
0: basically uh, he had a, a 500, or this is kind to Rachel, he had a 500 year bet with a journalist about whether he would be allowed to choose what his first words would be wow. and that was him sort of proving that um, by oh, doing a funny one.
1: Oh, well, there you go. Because you would think, because all the other ones are like the one I wrote. Mm. It's like, today we explore the mountains of a new world and like, mm. you know, one small step for there.
2: That's such, Zach, you're so smart sometimes because that is exactly what I should have done and you did it. And I was fooled. (laughs) (laughs) An egg on my face for that. When
1: everyone was funny but that one, I can't tell you how happy I was. That was luck. Yeah. That was luck that it was all funny and then just like one Mm. legit Mm. sounding one in the middle.
0: I was like, oh, thank God. But even if you did go that way, Zach knew the answer. So he Mm. wouldn't guess yours. So, yeah. All right. Second last question here. Question number six comes from Paul McNally from Waterford in Ireland. Uh, To our.
2: Never has Paul. Never has someone come from Waterford in Ireland more than Paul McNally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Paul McNally's question is, it's an American question, what happened on August the 31st, 1994 in Clinton Township, Michigan? So something happened that made the news. August the 31st, 1994 in Clinton, Clinton Township, Michigan. Michigan. Hmm. Oh, that, is a, that is an interesting one. While you're writing those answers, I'll give a little bit more information from Rachel. So yeah, like I said, Pete Conrad had a $500 bet with a journalist about whether or not he'd be allowed to choose his own words. Mm-hmm. The journalist thought the government would choose for him, so they agreed upon this phrase, which was a joke about how much shorter than Neil Armstrong he was. It's funny that it was it was written between him and the journalist, and they That's obviously really just ticked it off.
1: Yeah, that is wild that they let him do that. Yeah, I would have thought like it's wild that that was just him being a bit of a Good. Yeah. Wow, maybe it was his, maybe it wasn't Apollo 13. Maybe they were like, no more goofing. We're <laughs> yeah, not going yeah. to the moon what? anymore. If you're serious. serious.
2: What year was it? Uh,
1: 1994. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> okay. Is this well, the answer the
0: last question. second last, second question. last question. Okay. Question number 6. What happened on August the 31st, 1994 in Clinton Township, Michigan? A beauty pageant didn't quite go to plan when three of the contestants started an anti-fur protest in the middle of the show. The inaugural extreme picnicking competition was held on the side of a cliff. (laughs) There were nine serious injuries, but no deaths. Police pulled over a 17-year-old driver on the suspicion of stolen tires, only to find part of a nuclear reactor in the car.
2: Oh my God.
0: The actress Megan Fox was born. Or the town formally renamed itself after the incumbent president to replace its original name of Lucifer's Bunghole.
1: Do <laughs> <laughs> you know that? If That's the house. <laughs> if, 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 if the name had been more realistic, I could have gone for that one. That is that the, is the, the best hardest. question
2: with the best answers because I have no idea, uh, and
1: all of them could be true. In a Ripley's Believe It or Not kind yeah. of way. Or, like, not all of them are Ripley's Believe It or Not, but. Megan Fox was born on this date. Believe it. <laughs> it or not. not. I mean,
2: she doesn't look a day over 25. <laughs> <laughs> um, it oh. can't be that. Megan Fox is older than 29. Well, oh, good is fast that maths. that
1: old? Sorry? Is that how old yeah. 94 is?
2: I shouldn't be discussing. Excuse me. I think, I think you thinking. should
1: be discussing, like, the entertainment and of the audience is more important than me, like, <laughs> guessing.
2: Okay. Do you want me to go first? Do you want me oh, to well, go first? Well,
1: I can go first if you want. I would I mean have to very, hear them again. Yeah,
2: go for it. I, I think I know which one I want to lock in, but go ahead. So you got a beauty pageant. Didn't quite
0: go to plan when three of the contestants started an anti-fur protest. The inaugural extreme picnicking competition was held on the side of a cliff. Police pulled over a 17-year-old driver on the suspicion of stolen tyres to find part of a nuclear reactor in the car. The actress Megan Fox was born or the town formally renamed itself after the president, changing its original name, Lucifer's Bunghole.
2: Oh, it could be that. <laughs> I'm going to go with the car.
0: Car? The nuclear reactor. I'm locking that in for Mish.
2: Did you write that one? you little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I think I know which one you wrote.
1: I'm going to go with... Um the Megan Fox or? No, I'll go with the car.
0: Go on the car as well? I'll go the car. We're playing quite a defensive. I didn't <laughs> write the That's car. That's play, playing quite a defensive strategy Yeah, I know uh, you didn't write the car. That's
2: what, the only reason I'm going for it is I know Zach didn't, so I'd rather right. have him not receive a point. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is bitter, bitter, cruel. Which
2: one do you think I wrote?
1: Uh, maybe the car. Maybe this is a great trick that mm. you're playing on me to get a point ahead. You know, mm. it's a great tra- strategy, but I don't think so. I don't think you'd think. I don't to do think you're that reactor. bright. <laughs> um, and it's also it feels it, it's got a it's got a mm, it's, it's got, got a, a
2: delicious little trivia bit. It's it. one of yeah.
1: those ones where even if it's wrong, mm. kudos to whoever yeah, wrote I mean, it because it. it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> that would be news.
2: Yeah, why'd they have part of what? Yeah. But so, but so would all of them. The only one that didn't make sense to me was the picnicking one, which is the one I think you wrote. Because if it's inaugural, why are they doing it if so many people die? Or
1: Do you die? know? I think that's a real. There's a. It's that's one of those ones where I thought it could be that because it's so crazy. Mm. It's so crazy, but it could have been like a rock climbing thing, and mm. it was like, I, I loved my whole Guinness World Records books and Ripley's mm. Believe It or Not growing up, and things like that are like. Did you know people have picnics on the side of yeah. mountains? Yeah, that's, so that's true, like, but. Uh, who knows? I'm going to go with- This was my favourite question
2: so far. Great question and great fake
1: answers.
0: Yeah, fantastic. All right, let's go through who wrote the answers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The actress Megan Fox was born. That was Zach. Thank you. And I love how you played it again. Even after Mish had locked in her answer, you said, oh, the ones I'm tossing up between, the Megan Fox one.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Did you see my- I
2: wanted him to go with that so badly because she's not 29.
1: I was trying to think, I was trying to figure out who was 29. Who was 29? Miley Cyrus, maybe? That would have been a better, that
2: would have been a much better. She'd be about 29. But I know her star sign and it's not all.
1: (laughs) 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 So, Oh, you've really owned up. You had to. (laughs)
2: I may not have won
1: uh, by tricking you, but I did get you to admit you knew. (laughs) All right, yeah, I guess that is a small
0: win for you. Um, Miley Cyrus born 23rd of November, 92. Mm. When
1: is Megan Fox? Well, Megan Fox is about our age, isn't she? Yes, she would be mid-30s, I
2: reckon. She was uh, in Jennifer's Transformers. Pub, when was Megan Fox born? 86. Yeah, see, so she's like about she's two Is years she? older than she us. She's a bit older than us. Yeah. Well, two years older oh, than she me. She was just playing
1: a 16-year-old yeah. in Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: She's an actor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what have I said? So well, that's Megan Fox. And we had uh, the town changing its name uh, from Lucifer's Bunghole. That was Paul, aka okay, The House. Very good, good Paul. Job, Paul. Very funny. Uh, then we had the beauty pageant that didn't quite go to plan. That was Mish. Ooh. The inaugural extreme picnicking competition was also Paul, okay, the house. Oh, Paul. Meaning you were both correct. Police pulled over a 17-year-old driver on the suspicion. So which one were you? Oh, Megan, Fox. Megan Fox. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, my bad. Oh, man. I'm like, oh, my God, what have I done?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so we were correct. You were correct. Yeah. yeah. That's cool news. That's a great little tidbit. Yeah, I, I, like, and I, I'll never forget. It was
1: the one I was hoping would be real because it was the one I wanted to know more about. Yeah. Mm. it's a, It a,
0: sounds like a pretty wild story. I'm thinking maybe a little, a little do-go-on. Yeah.
1: yeah a that's yeah. a good one.
0: Uh, the, the house has never Shotgun been flopped snake. like this before. Yes. <laughs> 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 Quick score update. Going into the final round. The house is on one point. Oh. <gasps> Mish is on four points, but out in front on seven points. It's Ooh, Zach.
2: Very
1: good, Zach. You can get ahead with your triples. But
0: it's triple points in this final round, meaning six points up for grabs. Even the house is still in it. It's truly anyone's ah, game.
2: Yeah, wow. Here we go. So is
1: this six points both ways? Well, it would be three. So, three, three. Yeah. So I understand. if you both pick house I answers, and no, I, I don't go. I want on. you to explain because <laughs> now I feel like an idiot.
0: <laughs> I, know, I, I think it, the question's asked every week. Here goes. <laughs> All right, so we're up to the final question. This one will be more like a short paragraph, you know, three, four sentences. It's a movie synopsis answer.
1: Um, the question comes from
0: Ryan from L.A. appropriately. Wow, La that's La 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 Land. I'm that's sorry. where they make the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's where they make the movies in La La Land. <laughs> and Ryan's question is, and I hope you haven't so seen it. So we just
2: send you the title of a film.
0: No, I'm going to give you the title. Mm. You send me the synopsis, oh, brief great, synopsis. Great. So like a paragraph. Go Do you here. want it to
2: read, like, the back of a DVD?
0: Yeah, something like okay, that, yeah. Okay,
1: cool. Yeah, like a, like an
0: IMDb mm. synopsis. Yeah, basically, yeah, like an IMDb. Oh, this
2: thing. is exciting. Cool. All
0: right. So the question from Ryan is, what is the synopsis of the 1982 film Extro? Extro. X-T-R-O, Extro. Extro, okay. And while your answers are being written, here's some more information about the uh, nuclear boy. According to Arts Technica, David Charles Hahn attempted to build a homemade breeder nuclear reactor for a Boy Scout project in his mum's <gasps> Michigan backyard shed. Amazing. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? That's oh so my god. Good. Posing as a physics teacher David managed to engage the Nuclear Regulatory Commission Agency's Director of Isotope Production and Distribution, Donald Erb, in a scientific discussion via mail. Erb offered David tips on isolating certain radioactive elements, provided a list of isotopes that can sustain a chain reaction, and imparted a piece of information that would soon prove to be vital to David's plans, which was nothing produces neutrons as well as beryllium. So, he's doing all of this, just posing as a teacher. He's sent a letter to this high up NRC, Nuclear Regulatory Commission guy, saying, I'm a I'm a teacher. Can you give us some more information for my kids? And he just used this to make a nuclear
1: reactor. Amazing. As a teenager. That's so funny and so full and like brilliant. Yeah. Like, what a so, talented young man, mm-hmm. but stupid. Yeah. How can you be so smart and so stupid? Yeah, isn't that wild? <laughs> oh, that's so
0: good. Uh, so when David asked Erb about the risks posed by such radioactive materials, the NRC official assured Professor Hahn, as he was known to him, that the real dangers are very slight since possession of any radioactive materials in quantities and forms sufficient to pose any hazard is subject to nuclear regulatory commission or equivalent licensing. So he's like, you know, if you're getting you couldn't get all that stuff without going through the right channels. It's so good. The NRC gave me all the information I needed, he later recalled. All I had to do was go out and get the materials. Hahn's efforts were eventually halted after someone called the Clinton Township Police on August the 31st, 1994, uh, when he had been stopped on suspicion of stealing tyres. Authorities soon searched his car. Hahn warned them that there was radioactive materials in the vehicle. And authorities proceeded to call in other agencies, including the Department of Energy, the Environmental Protection Agency, the NRC, and the FBI. According to Paul, while David Hahn didn't manage to make a full-blown nuclear reactor, however, he made his garden shed so radioactive that it was classed as a super fun cleanup site. This placed it in the same league as Three Mile Island. And it took it took like a over a year to to clean it up. Apparently, it was so his mum's shed. That's so funny. Yeah, wild tale. All right, the answers are in. Here's our final question. Cool. Triple points, truly anyone's game. And the question is, what is the synopsis of the 1982 film Extra? Gene Dover, a humble movie extra, is mistaken for an action star during a chaotic film shoot. A notorious terrorist organization mistakes him for a spy who possesses vital information. As events unfold, Gene must rise to the occasion, unleashing his unexpected skills to thwart the plot and save New York City from imminent destruction. That's option
2: one. Mm.
0: Option two. When New York Police Department officer Donovan Extra is unfairly accused of a crime he didn't commit. He must go in a hiding while also trying to uncover the real killer. In the process, he uncovers a worldwide conspiracy to manufacture a virus that will lead to an army of killer monkeys. <laughs> while trying to clear his name, he must also take on the government, his former partner and a killer gorilla with a taste for blood. Uh, Option three, an alien creature impregnates a woman who gives birth to a man who was abducted by aliens three years ago. The man reconnects with his wife and son for a sinister purpose. That's option
1: four. All of these could be
0: 1982. (laughs) Yeah, that's what's incredible about this. Option four, Donald Avery, played by Arthur Reed, and his brother Frank Avery, played by Paul Anker, own a turkey farm outside of Utah. When Frank suggests they use an experimental drug, Extro, to increase reproduction in their female turkeys. Arthur refuses, labeling it a dangerous and immoral practice. Frank, ignoring his brother's wishes, feeds their stock with Extro. What follows is a horrific and frightening series of events as the turkeys seek revenge on the Avery brothers. <laughs> well, finally. In a twisted experiment, an unethical scientist named Fred Duncan splices his dead friend's DNA with that of a pig, creating a grotesque humanoid creature. As the pig man falls for the scientist's wife, jealousy consumes Duncan, leading him to ruthlessly slaughter all the neighborhood pigs. <laughs> Driven by an insatiable thirst for vengeance, the pig man embarks on a blood soaked rampage, seeking retribution against the scientist and anyone who stands in his way. Oh. You've got oh, a rampaging. This is great fun. Gorilla, All right.
2: turkeys, and pig. Okay. Instinctually, my instinct is telling me to go the alien one. Like, that's just my instinct. But also, that is very Zach Ruane, <laughs> The impregnating, yeah. I'm going to go the alien one. I would like to, like, that was just, because like, they're all so good.
0: Yeah. What was the second one? I'm green lighting all these films. So yeah, oh, this yeah, is yeah. The if thing, I'm a like, Honestly, when
2: you said, like, you pick up a VHS, I can see all of <laughs>
0: these. <laughs> totally. They've all got early 80s yeah. energy.
1: What was the second one?
0: Uh, second one, when NYPD officer Donovan Extro is unfairly accused of a crime he didn't commit, he must go into hiding while also trying to uncover the real killer.
2: I think that one could be you too, Zach.
1: And then the alien was the third one. Third one, yep. And the first one was the extra. The first one was the extra. And then the fourth one then. The fourth
0: that? one was about the Avery brothers uh, who mm. used the extra drug on female turkeys. Wait,
1: then what was the fifth one? The fifth one
0: <laughs> was uh, Duncan, another unethical scientist, Fred Duncan, who um, spices his dead friend's DNA with that of a pig.
2: Oh, God, now I ca- I'm not sure. No, I mean, like it's too hard. I'm just going to lock in the alien one. It's, al- it's, it's alien or it's turkey.
1: It's alien or it's turkey. Mm. I think it's uh, the first one, the extra one, the terrorist plot. Feel extra is actiony mm. or it's alien. Oh, this is tough.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is tough. The thing is as well, you have to understand that Zach and I both have a passion for, like, 80s and 90s thrillers. Mm. So this is very exciting for us. <laughs> I
1: have no idea which one you did.
2: That's I think you're the police on the one. I do think that Zach wrote the police one. I'm fairly The conf- killer gorilla. Yes. I think that it's possible you. that you wrote that one.
1: Thank you. That's very um,
2: kind. Or Donkin. <laughs>
1: Who's Donkin? Uh Donkin.
2: Okay, well then maybe not Duncan because you don't know
0: don't
1: remember it. Fred Duncan. he's an unethical scientist. The pig one. The pig one. Pig one, I can see the pig one.
2: Maybe you wrote the tur- did you write the turkey one?
1: Oh we know.
2: <laughs> okay, okay.
1: Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm I'm tossing up between the alien now and the and the first one. The extra. Extra, extra. It feels too right. It feels too close. I would go with that one if not for the extra thing. Right. So I think I'm going to go the alien one as well. Extra. Extraterrestrial. Extraterrestrial. Yeah, that's what
2: I got from it. That a man being born, that's cool. Impregnating a woman who, uh, yeah.
1: Unless you're playing me because that would win it for you. Mm. You play me, you just jump in. But now I'm going to go the alien one. All right, let's go through.
2: I now, yep. I know that Zach didn't write the alien one now though. So I'm in with a shot.
0: Mm. But yep. the problem is if- if you're right, then he's also right and you, you don't make up any real ground. So it's actually quite a negative way for Zach to play this
1: game. Yeah. And really mo- most players would probably feel shame to play it that way.
2: He wouldn't. I,
1: but I thought <laughs> I thought that Mish, tru- I truly thought that Mish could have played me. I truly think. Do you have an instinct as to which one I wrote? No, and, and I think there's a part of me that goes, um, so here's, here's what I'll say. I went to write a sci-fi one, like an alien one, and I was like, no, no, no. Because that's too obvious that it's me because I'm watching a lot of sci-fi, right? Moment. So then I changed what mm-hmm. I wrote, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if Mish wrote a sci-fi one in an attempt to get me and then guessed it. But that's too brilliant to guess the wrong one just in the hope of it's a risk. Who mm. knows? I love the mystery. Thank I'm you. trying to create some drama. Here. Yeah, I love this.
0: All right, well, let's go through who wrote the answers. The Fred Duncan one. About the pigman, that was Ryan. Okay, the house. Good Ryan, job, Ryan, really good. That There's
1: was very a lot of funny. Movies like that. Mm. I could you really- think like
2: a Zach and a Mish, and we like that. <laughs> yeah.
1: I really could see that movie existing. Yeah, <laughs> like a real trauma kind of yeah, thing. So yeah, so good. That's
0: real fun. Uh, then we had the Avery brothers who uh, made turkeys angry. That was Mish. Turkeys angry turkeys. That's funny. That's funny. Mm, thanks. That's good. The one about the NYPD That's good. officer. Who... Fled to an army of killer monkeys and a killer gorilla as killer well. Gorilla, that was Zach. Of course, yeah. it was. <laughs> what about <laughs> no, it? You weren't the of monkey that.
2: thing. It wasn't the monkey thing. It was the police officer thing. What about the police? I mean, just <laughs> just. Define. I was like, you would write about a, a cop in the eighties. I just know that you would. It's very copy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: that's good. That's good. I thought the monkey thing. I was like, I want it to feel wrong. I want it to feel yeah. like those two things don't go together. Yeah. That was the one <laughs> I was, That doesn't make sense as a film. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: So mm-hmm. that means, Zach, you're right. It was either the first one or the alien one. <gasps> the first one being about Gene Dover, the humble movie extra.
1: That's what I kind of. That's what I. If I was a better writer,
0: I would have done. Do you want to change the also answer? set in New York City as well. That was written by Ryan. Okay, the house, meaning
1: you were both correct.
0: It was hey! about an alien creature Ryan, impregnating You're all fucking woman.
2: cooked, mate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what made me guess the alien one? It was because. The alien creature impregnates the woman and then the child is a man that was abducted by aliens. Yes. Mm. That's so fucking cool. Yeah, that's so cool. No one cool. could come up with that for a blurb. Mm. Right. That's a thing that comes up while you're developing a movie. <laughs> <You laughs> you know? like, 100, but
2: like, that's exactly why I picked it. I was just like, that is the movie. comes up with that. Yeah. No, 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 no.
0: Do you want to quickly, while we're here, watch the, the preview thing? Oh, oh, more than anything. I watched it last night. It is... I don't know. I, it's something you've got to put your date of birth in IMDb to
2: play it. <laughs> That's how good it is. <laughs> oh wow! This might be on Tubi. This is very Tubi. Yeah, it could well be. Mm. Tony's father
0: has been away a long time.
2: Oh my god! Now
0: he's coming home.
1: <sighs> Extra. That's ex- return.
2: Exactly how I saw the title was written.
1: Once a man.
0: He is now something more than human, indestructible, ever-changing, evil. Ah! His mission, to avenge, to possess, to destroy.
2: Why did you come back?
0: I came back for you.
2: Oh my God. Jump!
0: Extra, bearing powers of black magic from deep space. If you think hard about something, (laughs) Make
1: it happen. <laughs> I, should, I feel like I should be commenting on no, this. I feel this like is I should wild. be filming your
0: faces. <laughs> Look at your photo. Use it when you need it.
1: I've never seen a trailer in my entire life that tells me
0: less. (laughs) Extra. Some extraterrestrials aren't friendly. From New Line Cinema, rated R.
2: (laughs) The tagline! Some extraterrestrials. Not that friendly.
1: That must have been peak ET time or something. Doing good with the extra. That movie looks fucking cool. Yeah, that's cool. It looks wild. It looks like uh, it looks like um, set piece first, plot second. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Who?
2: I want to pull it up. Who directed it? Oh my god! There's an extra two. Oh wow. Yeah, extra two. The second encounter. It was written and directed by Harry Bromley Davenport. Yeah. God, look at his profile. That does look like a man that would make that film. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. What a
1: dude. Uh, I love Extra. Sign me up. And it it hasn't
0: had the best reviews. Uh, Critics on uh, Rotten Tomatoes given it 40% and audience 36%. So one of those rare times they've seen eye to eye. (laughs) <laughs> Roger Ebert hated it Yeah He gave it one star saying x Show is an ugly, mean-spirited and despairing thriller That left me thoroughly depressed <laughs> Why was this movie made? Wow What vision filled the filmmakers With a desire to share this work with an
1: audience? Amazing. Jesus Christ! It looks repulsive. There's stuff in it that looks repulsive, and I'm all for like repulsive horror.
2: You can watch it on Amazon Prime, but it well. looks uh, yeah, it's it's less.
1: It's high. It's a bigger film that I. It's I'm so intrigued. Yeah. The trailer tells. Yeah. shows me everything and tells me nothing. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is the story?
1: Like, I don't know the story. I there's a lot of imagery, and I'm like, how does this? <laughs> yes. work. They seem like they're from different universes. Some of <laughs> <laughs> The, horrific the melting thing,
2: phone. That was full on. Jaguar. Like- yeah, what was that?
0: <laughs> now, it feels like that might have been one of those things where they, we can get a Jaguar for the day if we want it. <laughs> yeah, I'll write it in.
1: Or, or like, uh, do you really need the Jaguar? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's really hard.
0: So there's another reviewer, Dustin Putman, who gave it three out of four. He quite liked it saying, Extra may be morbid, unsettling and even upsetting. It pushes upon boundaries and then crosses them. But it's a bona fide original of the genre. Wow.
1: Oh,
2: wow, okay. I really want to watch extra now. I don't. <laughs> you I don't, you don't nah, watch extra? nah, that was nah. It looks full on. You're very full on. I don't want to watch it. I want to play this game though for the rest of my life. <laughs> every hour. Straight I loved movies. this. This has been This such has a been fun such time. a treat. Well, you should come back anytime. I'll give you a, a quick
0: Score update. Final <gasps> we don't scores. need to do that. Yeah, no, we
2: should. I don't think we need to. I think what we've done here is established we all had a good time, and that's really the win. Honestly, Mish, on many other weeks, you would have had a
0: winning score. This is actually the lowest ever score for the house. One hey, point. Hi, hi, hey, Mish. Mish and Zach. You didn't fall for any of the house's <laughs> bullshit this week. Uh, in second place on seven points, a very good score is Mish, but pipping her right at the end
1: on 10 points,
0: mm-hmm. Zachary Wayne.
1: Thank you so much. Well this done, This such a thrill.
0: Where can people find you before we head
1: off? Uh, well, you joined us this week. Hopefully, if we can sync up the releases, you joined us this week on our podcast, Mission Zach's Leguizamo-rama, where we are watching every single film, game, TV show, uh, everything. And ad. Ad. Mm. Uh, starring our favourite character actor, John Leguizamo. Uh, if you don't know who he is, look him up. You'll go, oh, and then you'll want to listen to our podcast.
2: Mm. Really, it's just an excuse for chats. Yeah, we just like to have chats once a week. <laughs> it's nice. It's so hard to catch up with friends nowadays. <laughs> so we just started a podcast. Um, you can find us at Instagram at Mission Zach as well, mm-hmm. which has all our podcast info. Mm. So good.
1: Mm. Uh, also, we just did um, an appearance on a podcast called "What Who Is What You're Doing," Matt Stewart.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's the answer, Matt? Answer.
1: <laughs> at- I'm sorry to break it to you but got you got a rival in the business. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> and you've also got uh, a show out on the Grouse House channel
1: yeah, at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So um it's it's a horrible, cruel cruel show. But we have a we have a, uh, we have a Series. I've, I'm, we're both a part of a series uh, called The Most Upsetting Guessing Game in the World. And essentially, we've taken a, a uh, guessing game from um, Whose Line Is It Anyway, which is a fun little improv game, and we've made it shit and hard. <laughs> so, what is meant to be a five minute improv game turns into a 40, <laughs> mi- 40 minute. Where they
2: just break their friends. <laughs>
1: friends just being really upset because it's so hard to guess. And it's, it's really, um, it's truly awful to to watch, uh, but luckily people have been enjoying it. So. It's funny as well. Yeah. Yeah, I was worried it would just be bad, but uh, <laughs> it's it's funny and bad. Evan Munro-Smith has been
0: working hard on the edits yeah. uh, across, in the studio across from us here, and he's, yeah, I he, think he's, he's cutting out, brain out brain. a lot of the stuff that just would be too awful to watch, I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're doing that. And uh, I also, last little thing, I also do um, screenings some months. Second, uh, second. Friday of every month at the Lido Cinema. Sometimes Mish joins me. Sometimes I do it on my own. Oh, Extra could be a candidate. Extra, like genuinely, genuinely I'm going to watch like, it. It might be a bit too full on from the looks of it. But, yeah, it's called the Fun Time Film Club. So it's just fun movies, just so fun good. films. Snakes uh, on a Plane is like perfect. Snakes on a Plane is perfect. I'm doing, uh, I don't know if this will be out before it, but I'm doing Wes Craven's New Nightmare in a few weeks, which so is so good and incredible. It's like a... Um, Freddy Krueger from the Nightmare on Elm Street series – uh, comes into the real world. The actors and Wes Craven is a character in it. Oh, They're sick. like, where did you get the idea? And he's like, he came to me in a dream. And it turns out like, it's it's phenomenal. It's oh, like, I've never heard yeah, of that. that yeah, awesome. it's a- going to be a real treat. Brilliant. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks,
2: thanks so you, much man. for having us. That was so much fun.
0: Thanks to everyone for listening. Please give us a five star review if you want to or either way. And tell your friends if you think you know anyone who might enjoy it. Cheers for tuning into Who Knew with Matt Short. Now that you know it, I've been Matt Stewart. Goodbye.
2: I love that coat, Mish. Oh, no, thank you.
0: It's fantastic. I wish. I, mean, I was going to say, I wish I had a coat, but I do. This is the coat I see club.
2: Let's <laughs> <laughs> go on, check on the coat, mate. The coat club. Mine's a Cardi, though. Oh, that'll
1: be noisy, though. That'll be noisy on the microphone. <laughs> um, it's quite a rustly coat. Yeah. If I'd known it was rustly, I'd encourage yeah, be that behavior. It. <laughs> oh, I think I just blocked you. <laughs> Jeez, playing hard to get. I know I made it end-to-end encrypted, so
2: Mish doesn't hack us. Yeah, great. (laughs) Damn it! (laughs) Then we must be friends. Oh, no, it says you're not friends with Matt Stewart. Let me... I'm going to change that. I'm ready. Jesus.
1: People used to have two or three friends. Now with Facebook, (laughs) uh, people that used to be your acquaintances are friends. (laughs) Yeah, right. As if people have a thousand friends. (laughs) That's my new bit is I am um, I do biting social commentary that's 15 yeah. years to <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I know one person that has a thousand friends <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, sure thing. Good to go. Oh, I've already pressed that.
0: Yeah. Did something just happen? Man? No. Something. I heard something. Yeah, it felt like you oh,
1: disappeared um, for a second. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then I had my. Oh,
0: yeah. No, it really spiked on there. Wow. Jeez. <sighs> Hopefully that doesn't happen do again. Wanna...
1: No, I think that's all right.
0: I would. It's the kind of. I'd, I'd love to. I don't know what I would do to figure that out. <laughs> <I would laughs> I'd be interested again. to listen
2: back and maybe it would be so interesting if you're listening back, like to edit or whatever, and you hear it and it's actually just someone being like, help me. <laughs> If you turn it up, it's like... <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> That's a good horror idea.
1: Yeah. Don't, but you can't use that just because we did it on your thing. You can have
2: it? 10%. <laughs> it doesn't make you okay. own it.
1: You're a good negotiator.
0: <laughs> You've given off 10%. I don't think I have any right to... Te- you got 10%. Okay. I'll take
1: That's it. That's so scary. I love that as a horror idea. Mm-hmm. Like playing it back. Like... Playing it back louder. It's not an louder. original
2: concept. It happens in so many films. <laughs>
1: yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's a real good like it's in something, like it's a, it's a core plot point of yeah. something. I thought you
2: meant like the idea of a horror movie about a podcast host who's recording an episode, then listens back and like realizes there's a ghost in the podcast studio. And that's an awful idea for a film. I was thinking radio.
1: Oh yeah <laughs> Radio's cool
2: that's, yeah, Radio's cool that's,
1: that's cool Like Frasier <laughs> Like a midnight oh Yeah but Like a horror, ching- f- horror Horror Frasier. episode of Fraser. Oh my god Horror Frasier The Graveyard Shift It's called The Graveyard Shift And it's about a guy that comes in And he's mm. in the radio station on his own Yeah Every night and then he starts, weird stuff starts happening and then he notices there's sounds inside the recordings of his episodes. I think this like, would be great. That's great, actually. Yeah, you two are in the radio Should
2: station. we just scrap our fresh blood idea <laughs> and go hey, with this? Hey, fuck you, we're off <laughs> to a <laughs> You're
1: uh,
0: right, you're, you're warming up nicely. The last question's always a, a movie plot synopsis. <laughs>
2: oh, great. <laughs> great. So, so I feel awesome.
0: like you're going to be quite good at this. Yeah,
2: great. <laughs>
1: I really like the radio horror. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, the, I'm gonna like write that down or something. It's called "I'm listening." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fuck. That's yeah. good. That's where I got my ten percent <laughs> from.
2: <laughs>
0: yes, it's called. It's I <laughs> think you should call your next show. Will Illumination or something. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Will Illumination. That's a funny thing to do a Will pun as a title. <laughs> that is And then very that's funny. the story inside the show. Yeah. That's very funny. Well, I think that's, that's actually
2: very good. I will genuinely consider that. <laughs>
1: So the
0: listeners send in the questions. So yeah, the questions are all written by listeners slash Patreon
1: supporters. Oh, well, amazing! On our podcast Leguizamarama, which you uh, did a little appearance on this oh, we week, we just recorded. What a yeah. fun time that yeah. was! Um, Leguistamos, which is our rating system on the John Leguizamo film, a fan came up with Leguistamos.
0: All the best bits. Yeah, it's the, the great
1: thing about um, <laughs> about podcasts is you can like uh, you can sort of crowdsource your best jokes. <laughs> Yeah, crowdsourcing your content so, yes
0: I th- I'm pretty sure a listener came up with the the line uh, the show where the guests write the wrong answers
1: I think that was a listener so yeah. a listener
2: came up with your podcast concept <laughs> well this concept was there and then they just I'm like how do Next I explain this you tell me a
1: listener came up with who knew it <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
0: well, the other thing I should say is I edit this so mm. there'll be silences.
1: Okay.
2: And, and so Phil, if you need I, more time, I I've no. never panicked. No, so i, I, I like yeah, that I, silence I was like, so long. Like, ah. I'm like, do? And there was a part, part of me that was just like, what is he doing? He does podcasts professionally for a living and he's just not talking. I was like, do I have to save this? Is that the expectation?
1: Do you only play with funny people? Because you should get like, like. I reckon dads would play this game really badly and it would be funny.
0: That I've, I've had the idea of doing it with the uh, do-go-on co-hosts dads. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. kind so of thing would be good. my dad, Dave Warnicky's dad and Jess Perkins' dad. Yeah, because
1: yeah, I think they, would, they They would. there's just a certain creative spark in a game like this that you need. So yeah. something about a dad would be like, oh, you know, just, you know, that.
2: Yeah. It's like, that's play not shop. a... <laughs> When you said 19th century, what that automatically
1: made of? <laughs> yeah, that was when they first invented the...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember playing a uh, version of this game years ago with the family and dad's every answer for dad included the Amish.
1: <laughs> he just got on this run dad's of... get on
0: he's, things with red wine and just go the, Ar- oh, the... It's a utensil, the Amish uh, would use. Or the, it
1: was a, a cloth and jacket, an Amish jacket. My dad was always uh, a time and a thing. He would go a uh, type of hammer from the... 19th century, a yeah. type of thing from the then, yeah, yeah. a type of thing from the then. And once you found his rhythm, you're like, great, I can discount that. <laughs> I did a podcast recently in the US. There's probably a few listeners that are fan, fans of it, but th- where we 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 re- re- read through an old. Um, 18, like an old newspaper, and news in like the 1800s is so funny. It was like this fellow did upon the merry hour. Oh, right. <laughs> um, you probably do a bit of in your research, with do go on hit this sometimes. Yeah, just like, this fellow upon the merry hour did bop his head and die. What a peculiar <laughs> incident! <laughs> yeah, the man responsible will be put to death. <laughs> it's like that's the tone of everything. You're like, I don't know if like they were just weirder then, or if it was how they were
2: things. Like or- everything should end with a cheerio. <laughs> and I think it was almost pip, pip.
0: like, um, like death was way more normal back then. To come earlier, yeah,
2: everyone, early died. Oh, everyone yeah. died, and, and no it, it, one
1: knows why. And they no died. one dies
2: of old age. It's always yeah. just like they're dying of something fucked in their <laughs> early thirties. <30s.
1: laughs> You're <laughs> just like 50, yeah, 50% Yeah, fifty of people died young and for reasons that they couldn't quite ascertain. <laughs> yeah. <I died>. <laughs> 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 he just went.
0: <laughs> All right, so the answer in for question number two, what did Irish politician Gerry Adams reveal about himself in a 2015 interview? Oh, <laughs> yeah, No, that, that'll do. Fuck. I've changed the writing of the question and confused me. That's better. fine, man. So, the answer in for question number two. What did Irish politician Gerry Adams reveal about himself in a 2015 interview? That uh, he... Uh, I'm just going to read the original. <laughs> Fuck. Man, I hate... In the edits, I really hate myself because... <laughs> like,
2: uh. This is great fun, Matt. Oh, I'm glad. You I l- just I'm don't st- get to play games like this as adults so yeah, much that's anymore. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I think I'd love to do this more in line.
2: I'd like to take this idea and just do it on a podcast, n- not here. You know what I mean? Let's just do this Have podcast. Have seen that tweet? There's a
1: tweet, <laughs> there's a tweet um, where a tech bro was like, has anyone thought about IRL... Uh, IRL podcast no microphones or recording you just get together and talk about ideas and concepts that matter to you I think someone retweeted it was like tech bro discovers hanging out I
0: saw one similar to that last night it was uh, an English maybe like a sports commentator or something and he's he's talking about um going to spain for four days over a weekend and he's saying i'm gonna not think about work i'm having a, a what i'm calling a mini retirement and then i'll be refreshed and then in a few more months i'll go away for another four maybe five days and have another mini retirement <laughs> and someone's retweeting like he's just discovered holidays, holidays. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long
1: weekend right? <laughs> Mini retirement. <laughs> oh man that's
0: so good <clears throat> Okay your answers are in So here well, uh, oh fuck I forgot to put your answers in It's
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ It's alright man I'm losing it <laughs> <laughs> you've done a lot of podcasts today. This is your podcast yes. number three. I think the third one is normally where I start losing my mind. This is our mind. podcast number three as well. <laughs> yeah. We did two have Missions actually this today? morning. Yeah. yeah this yeah, is yeah. three people that have done, done three, three podcasts. podcasts. So collectively in this room is the energy of nine <laughs> podcasts.
2: <laughs> in a really cold room as well. Yeah. So you've all become, we've like, not so cold that you shake, but we've all become super frigid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's <that's> true. <laughs> <Just>
2: like, <Yeah. laughs>
1: I'm, I'm thinking about this moon thing.
2: Mm. <clears throat> I'm thinking about
1: the. <laughs> 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 oh fuck! All right. Mm. Hmm, hmm. Thinking about this moon thing. <laughs> thinking about this moon thing. It's really hard to write an answer and be charming and funny. And oh I'm no! So you're Glad not, you told me the edit was. Ca- yeah, you're coming. not. Not at all meant to. This is really. The, that piece of information that this is edited is so valuable because I was like that. My pressure was not to get an answer in. It was to get an answer in while being ready to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the Fast and the Furious? Was uh, originally a Roger Corman film from like the 1950s, and the cars weren't that fast. Cars weren't that fast in uh, the 1950s, oh. but it was just about a like a race and a, a like a criminal racing, had nothing to do with the 2000s film. Oh. They just bought the title. So some people think it's a remake, but it's not. It's like they just were making this completely different movie and then they loved the title The Fast and the Furious, so they bought it off Roger Corman. Wow. Hmm, how cool is that? That's- it's just a title removed because it's
0: such a good title. It is yeah. a great title on it. Probably would have had a bit to do with the initial success. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's worth it. It's like, but I love that idea that it's not
1: a remake. They just like want that title.
0: That's, that sort of That's happened with the Ghostbusters as well, right? There was already a weird English show or something where with a gorilla and stuff called Ghostbusters. Called the Ghostbusters, and then and when the Bill Murray movie got made, they toyed with. A different name, but they just were locked into this, so they had to pay for the rights to the name, even though the movie wasn't at all connected.
1: That's like uh did you know Snakes on a Plane. That was a working yeah, title. Yeah. And they were because the movie was a lot more serious and then they were like, Well, we'll eventually call it like Flight 72 or something. And then I think it was
2: Was it wasn't Snakes on a Plane like A movie that was partially written by fans? Well,
1: because what happened was so it was called Snakes on a Plane, and um, he's getting
2: a free little mini do go on right (laughs) now.
1: I, love, I also, I've been starting to
0: chop out little interesting bits or funny bits that don't quite make sense in the game and putting them as like a, there's, yeah, yeah. I think last episode I had like 10 minutes at the end <laughs> of just sort of
1: like outtakes that were kind of fun. Well, this is full outtake. Yeah. But I will just say it. I will just uh, get it out. Was that, um, what was I talking about? Snakes on a Plane. Snakes on a Plane. They. It was a working title. They were like, and we'll think of something less silly because it's a silly name. And then they were going to give it something else. And then Samuel L. Jackson, I think, was like, no, I did this movie because it's called Snakes on a Plane. That's a funny title. Like, yeah. keep that title. And he was right. And yeah. then they kept the title. And then fans online got so obsessed with the, the title. They were like, that's such a funny movie that they there were memes and stuff. And one of the memes was... Um, I think I can't remember the exact line but I got to get we got to get these motherfucking snakes off this motherfucking plane and people kept posting that meme <laughs> and then it was such a big thing and people were so excited about the movie and were like this movie is going to be really funny that the studio was like shit we, we didn't make a funny movie <gasps> so they did reshoots mm-hmm. to make the movie a funny a funnier the movie funnier and they put the motherfucking snakes, mm-hmm. snakes on this motherfucking plane into the movie. <laughs> and they
2: I believe there was there was like parts of the film where they put it to the audience or to those fans going, which would you prefer to see? Would you uh-huh. like to see this or that? And whatever was voted was what they ended up ultimately filming and putting in the film. Oh, so there yeah. are parts of that film that was solely dick which is why it's Choose such adventure. it's such a cooked film. I love that movie. I haven't seen it. I need to. Oh watch it. my yeah. god, that's a good
1: one for your screening. Oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. That's true. Yeah, I'll come watch it then. Yeah, come
0: Can watch it. Can we do
2: that
0: one together? Sure. Yeah. At, at Lido, is that what you're doing? My Lido. Yeah, I'll come. Little, yeah. Sick. <laughs> Making plans, going to go to the wrestling, go see
2: snakes
1: on a plane. Oh, oh, we're going to have
2: a lovely evening together. <laughs> yeah, we'll go to
1: the monster trucks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm just really genuinely enjoying myself. Yeah, I'm having a really good time. Matt. Sorry we're taking so long. <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs>